reading from 2 Corinthians 8, verses 7 through 15. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. And in this matter I give my judgment. This benefits you, who a year ago started not only to do this work, but also to desire to do it. So now finish doing it as well, so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched by your completing it out of what you have. For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but that as a matter of fairness, your abundance at the present time should supply their need, so that their abundance may supply your need, that there may be fairness. As it is written, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. When asked what makes Christianity distinct from other world religions, C.S. Lewis responded, that's easy, it's grace. Grace is what makes us who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. Grace is what motivates us to respond with love and joy and hope. It is what we have to offer the world, nothing of our own, but the gifts that come from grace. In this week's reading, we find Paul undertaking a campaign to raise funds for the church in Jerusalem. Yes, he is taking up an offering. When we look at verse 7, it might be easy to assume Paul is just buttering up his audience as you excel in everything. But at the end of verse 7, Paul takes the idea of giving in a new direction. See that you excel in this act of grace also. Some translations will define this as a generous undertaking or even abounding grace. Paul is telling the church in Corinth that this is not an invitation to give, but it is an opportunity to participate in the revealing of grace. He then goes on to explain how the works of Jesus bestowed grace upon us. Although he had everything, Jesus gave it all away so we might know the glory of his salvation. And now, Paul wants us to see that we can give grace because we have received it. Paul is reminding us that the beauty of receiving grace is that we can then give grace to others. We can bring transformation to others through our gifts of grace. What a counter-cultural idea. In Matthew 5, we see firsthand the grace of Jesus Christ. In this gospel reading, he is twice interrupted by someone seeking healing. A religious leader asks for his daughter's healing, and while going to the man's house, a woman interrupts Jesus seeking her own. Although Jesus had every right to tell them both he was too busy, too tired, or just frustrated by people interrupting his plans, Jesus instead took the time to lend grace to both. How well do we extend grace to others? We have received ultimate grace from Jesus, and only He can help us live gracefully with others. May we allow ourselves to be used for the works of Jesus. Only then can we give our lives to others with grace. Let us pray. Companion in life and death, your love is steadfast and never ends. Our weeping may linger with night, but you give joy in the morning. 
Touch us with your healing grace that restored to wholeness, we may live out our calling as your resurrection people. Amen. Amen.